Welcome to the Liberty Cafe, where oppression is on the menu. Since the 2021 blackouts, the Texas legislature has been almost exclusively focused on one thing. No, not as you expect, reducing uh, the problems we have with grid reliability. But instead, they've been focused on focusing on making the electricity you buy more expensive. Why they are doing this, and maybe a few other things we'll be talking about on this week's episode of the Liberty Cafe. Hi, I'm Bill Peacock, and before we get to that, first of all, I'd like to say I'm glad you're here with us. It's always a blessing to have you here with us on the Liberty Cafe, but it's also a blessing to, to be a part of the Texas Scorecard Network and having Texas Scorecard sponsor the Liberty Cafe. So there's a lot more exciting things going on here at, at the Texas Scorecard than, than just the Liberty Cafe. So I suggest you come over to texasscorecard.com and find out about everything that's going on, shows and podcasts and YouTube events and, and special events across the state, and just a lot of good news articles about what Texas politicians are doing to you and how you can stop them from doing it. All right, so let's get back to the, the Texas electricity grid. You know, if you, if you go back uh, to, you know, just over the last uh, 20, 30 years since Texas kind of uh, moved to a competitive electricity grid, you'll find that generation adequacy, reliability problems, were, were just not that big a problem, you just very rare occurrences. But obviously, that's not the case anymore. As everyone knows, you know, we had the Texas blackouts in 2021, really the worst blackouts in Texas history, maybe even in national history. Uh, when 10 million Texans went without power and 12 million went without water. Of course, after all that, the Texas legislature passed a number of bills in response. And at that point, Texas Governor Greg Abbott proclaimed, Bottom line is that everything needed to be done to fix the power grid in Texas has been done. Well, at least until this summer, right? Because we get around to this summer, and in May, May of all times, before the summer even hits, electricity prices skyrocket in response to generation shortages. And the state's grid regulator, ERCOT, warned us all to conserve power by turning our thermostats up to 78 and avoiding the use of large appliances, you know, our dishwashers and washers and dryers and those kind of things. And then in July, just last month, ERCOT again warned us three times, twice officially and once unofficially, to conserve energy as generation, generation reserves tighten. Well, so what we have here is a situation where we had the, the worst crisis in our state grid's history. And Texas legislators, politicians, have done almost nothing to address the problem. And we'll talk about that a little bit, about why, more in a little bit. But what they have done a great job of doing, as I introduced at the beginning of the show, is of increasing the cost of our electricity. So here's the thing, though. So they're, they're doing this because they are politicizing the Texas electricity market. And unless they stop that, unless they stop politicizing 
grid management in the Texas in Texas, the prices for our electricity are going to continue to increase as reliability continues to decline. Of course, you know, making electricity more expensive is nothing new to Texas politicians. I mean, since 19 since 2006 for instance, they have partnered with politicians in Washington D.C. to give more than 26 billion dollars. That's 26 with a B. 26 billion dollars of taxpayer money and and other benefits. It's not all cash handouts, but it, it's all these benefits and taxpayer dollars to renewable generators, renewable energy generators operating in Texas. That's $26 billion just here in Texas. About $12 billion of that came from uh, the federal billion, government. About 11 to $12 billion of that came from the state. And about a billion and a half of that or so came from local governments in the form of uh, tax abatements generally. So unsurprisingly, those incentives actually worked. And, and how did they work? Well, generators, renewable generators, flocked to Texas and started building windmills and more recently um, uh, solar panels all across the state of Texas. In fact, they invested $66 billion in, in renewable generation facilities here in Texas. So that's not a bad deal, right? You invest $66 billion and you get $26 billion back from the government without it worrying about how much you can sell your electricity for to consumers. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. I think I'd take it too if I could. But what has happened because of that is renewables are flooding the Texas electricity market. And it's been bad for years. I mean, this really started to become a problem about 2010 and 11, uh, about those times. But in, in recent years, it's gotten much, much worse. So for instance, just since 2018, 85% of new generation in Texas is coming from either wind or solar. Only a small portion of that, about 12%, is coming from uh, reliable sources like uh, natural gas. And so the, the, the effects of these subsidies are, are really easy to see. I mean, if, if we've made this shift from reliable, dispatchable, generation like natural gas and coal and nuclear to unreliable intermittent sources like wind and solar, that, that's just going to show up. And we've seen that in the blackouts. And I mean, the numbers kind of help us see what's really happened over, over the time. So today, in, in, in through May, actually, in this year, renewables provided the largest share of electricity on the market, 37%. Now, 32% of that came from wind, and about 5% came from solar. Solar is still catching up, but this year, solar is really coming on board, and we're going to see a lot more solar in the state because of the, the subsidies they're getting. And, and you know, the, so the dispatchable sources just continuing to fall. Natural gas is only 34% now. Coal is 18% and nuclear is down to 11. This is a complete reversal of where Texas was in, back in 2007 when the, the top generation was natural gas followed by closely by coal and then nuclear behind that. Wind was a fraction of I think about 3% and solar didn't even show up in the stats. It was so small. And so we've got this, again, this heavy reliance on intermittent generation and that's why we're facing the reliability problems we have today. 
Yet, rather than deal with the problem of renewables by simply eliminating renewable subsidies, Texas politicians could, of course, just get rid of the state and local versions of the subsidies, and they could be gone overnight. Well, at least through the process of a Texas legislative session. And then beyond that, they could tell the PUC and others to make adjustments for federal subsidies. And and that could all be reasonably easily done. But instead of doing that kind of thing, Texas politicians are just throwing our money at the problem and not doing a very good job of that either. So one example of this is through this manipulating the price of electricity through this mechanism called the ORDC, the Operating Reserve Demand Curve. More than likely, you've never heard of it. And more than likely, wouldn't it be nice if none of us had ever heard of it? Because what business does the Texas government have in manipulating electricity prices? They don't, but they do anyway. So this was actually first introduced at the Public Utility Commission like a decade ago. So like I said, this problem is not new. They've been trying to do this stuff for a long time. So, for instance, back in 2019, the ORDC was used to increase the prices of electricity in ERCOT by $3 billion in that year alone. Then in the aftermath of the 2021 blackouts, politicians and regulators have have actually doubled down on the ORDC and, and other similar mechanisms for manipulating market prices. And, of course, for increasing the electricity cost of Texans. So, so this year, changes made back in January to the ORDC have boosted prices for electricity just through the month of May by $490 million. That's the price of electricity that you're paying for. And along, so along with the other price adders, uh, again, these are just things that they, they artificially increase the price of electricity, mainly to send more money to generators. They're, they're much more concerned about generators making money than how much you're paying for electricity. So you add the ORDC changes and these other price adders and you project that through the end of the year. And some very knowledgeable people that I know are saying that those should cost Texans another $2 billion this year. Of course, on top of that, there's the massive debt caused by the the PUC's arbitrary decision during the blackouts themselves to raise electricity prices to $9,000 per megawatt hour. Now, to just put those in perspective, on an average given day, you'll probably see electricity prices somewhere in the neighborhood of $200 to $300 per megawatt hour. They can drop lower than that. They can certainly jump up. Uh, higher than that as well. As a matter of fact, during the the peak of the storm, the market price for electricity was about $2,000 per megawatt hour. But the the commissioners at the Public Utility Commission using obscure and non-real world economic theory just decided that the price needed to be at $9,000. So they overrode the whole market and set it $9,000. What that did was it raised the cost of electricity for that one week in Texas. The, the total cost of electricity added up to more than Texans had paid for electricity in the two previous years combined. One week's worth of electricity, let me repeat this, cost us more than 
the two previous years' worth of electricity combined. So what that has done is added about somewhere in the neighborhood of 16 to $32 billion to our energy costs. Some of that came in the, in the, uh, in the form of higher natural gas prices, but, but the legislature could have reversed that. They could have reversed that and sent all that money back to where it belonged, to us, uh, among other places. But instead, they just let it go, and they passed this thing during the legislative session called securitization, which allows these companies that would have gone broke, perhaps, or would have you know, had to increase our electricity bills by you know, 100 times or more, uh, they, they allowed them to securitize this, this stuff through debt, which means we're going to be paying this $16 billion, not all at once, but over the next 20 years or so. Every year, that's going to add a billion or two billion dollars, likely, to our electricity bills. You know, it, it just keeps growing and growing. And then on top of that, what the uh, the PUC is considering now, a proposal from generators. Of course, of course, they're going to be listening to generators because that's what they usually do. That would establish um, a, a market that would pay generators even more money. It, it, it's, it would be called a capacity market, although they don't really call it that, but, but it is a capacity market, basically where generators are paid not for just for selling electricity, but for just having capacity. And so what would happen would be that the PUC or ERCOT would project out three years in the future. And they say, this is how much electricity we're going to need over this next three years at peak generation times. And they're going to look at the reserves and see if they think we have enough reserves out into the future. Of course, they won't know whether we have enough or not, but they, they're going to project what they think. And if they don't think we have enough reserves based on what standard they put in place for reliability, then they're going to just start throwing more money at generators and in the hopes that generators will take that money that they get, that extra money they get, and build more generation. It won't be guaranteed – but it will cost Texans about another $1.5 billion a year. So if you've been hanging with me during all this and, and doing the math, if you put all this together, it looks like what Texas politicians are doing is going to be raising your electricity prices for the whole state of Texas by somewhere between 3 and $5 billion a year if, if all this comes into place. And it looks like it's going to. I mean, who knows? They're not done with it all. But a lot of it already is in place. And so it, it's just kind of – it's, it's mind-boggling why they are doing this, why they are throwing money at – our money at generators rather than just doing the simple thing, which is eliminating – renewable energy subsidies, and just getting themselves out of the market. Stop micromanaging the market, both Texas politicians and Texas regulators, and let the market work. I think the reason they're doing that is because they're scared, because they know deep down in their heart somewhere that they are largely responsible for the blackouts. They know that if they hadn't been pouring billions of dollars into green energy, if they hadn't been joining in with AOC and her green agenda, the Texas legislature, that we probably wouldn't have had the blackouts we had. We might have had some rolling blackouts during the freeze, but 
they would have been 30 minutes without electricity and then back to normal. It wouldn't have been the, the disaster that, that hit Texas. They know they're responsible for that. They know they're responsible for the reliability problems we're having. But, but they can't admit that because they want to stay in office. And they figure, and figure rightly, I think, that if, if Texans really knew what was going on up here, that they might not stay in office for very long. And so they just keep throwing your money at that, hoping that you won't notice your electricity bills going up, or at least you'll pay less attention to that than you would if you if you found out that they were responsible for all the blackouts. So you know what they need to do is in renewable energy subsidies, make generators here in Texas, renewable generators, pay for uh, the the cost imposed on the system by the federal subsidies they get. Stop all these other subsidies that are going to. Um, going to traditional generators as well. Just get rid of that and get themselves out of the market. But but they just won't do that. As, as recently as March, Governor Abbott told a group with the U.S. Chamber of Commerce that you can have fossil fuels while at the very same time, same time be leaders in renewable energy. Well, you just can't do that. And the only way that we can have both an ample supply of reliable and affordable energy is if our politicians will get out of the way and let the Texas energy market do its job. Well, thank you once again for joining with me on episode 89 of the Liberty Cafe. Been a blessing to be with you today. And as always, I'm grateful for the sponsorship of Texas Scorecard for the Liberty Cafe. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Cafe by Texas Scorecard. You can find more shows and great content at texasscorecard.com. Please consider leaving a review or rating the show on whatever podcasting platform you listen to.